Warm, warm welcome to you this morning. Um, so good to see you guys after having last Sunday off, and I hope that you all were able to have um, a break if you were going away or you're at home that you were able to rest. Um, it's, uh, it's winter, it's, it's cold, it's, uh, um, it's been a busy old term where people have been sick and out of action, and so I'm just hoping this morning to really share a message of refreshment and renewal. And um, so if you want to turn in your Bibles to John 7, verse 37 to 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is the Word of God. Thanks be to God. Lord, I thank you for your Word, and I thank you, Lord, for the encouragement that you you did 2,000 years ago, that your uh, apostles wrote down, that we 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 can be encouraged today, Lord, from your um, words in this very moment. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I, um, I, I'm, I'm about 41, and I, I'm, I'm not a very fit person, um, but I got suckered into running a half marathon last year. Um, one of my good friends, some of you know, Sam Harvey, he said, look, let's do this. Let's challenge each other. You know, he's in a similar place. He's like, if we have this challenge of this half marathon, we'll get fit and we'll feel good and it'll be great. So it started out well. I, I, I actually started out my training. I, I found a program online uh, for a half marathon and I actually started following it religiously. And I was, I was, I was getting fitter I was starting to feel better. I even I lost a bit of weight. I was getting sort of, I was starting to feel, no, this is good. I'm, I'm doing well. And then about probably two weeks before the half marathon, which was in Napier, by the way, I, I sort of just stopped running. I think I might have felt a bit sore one morning or the bed was too warm or I just couldn't be bothered. And I just let it slip for a few days. And, and, and it ended up being about two weeks before the actual event that I was about to run in. Now, if you're familiar with running, there is actually a thing called tapering where you're meant to actually just pull back your training a bit, but you're not meant to just stop <laughs> two weeks before the event and just do nothing. And so I thought I had enough residual fitness in me for this event. You know, a bit of male pride going on here. I thought, no, nah, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. To add to my stupidity on the day, we, we, it, was, it, was in, it was in like August or something, so I, I thought, I'm going to be safe. It's going to be cold. It might be one of these clear Hawke's Bay days, but it's not going to be boiling hot. Anyway, I turned up at this thing. It started in a vineyard. It was all beautiful. And I, I don't really eat breakfast. Um, I, I'm just not really a breakfast person. I usually just have a coffee. And, but, you know, they, they sort of say, oh, you should have something to eat if you're going to do a run, you know, like you should have, you should carbo load or have some sort of supplies, resources on board. So I just ate one of those, like, really yucky energy bar, muesli bar things, and I was like, oh, yeah, yuck, put that down. And I didn't even really drink any water or anything, and I was just like, I'll just drink some water on the, on the trip, like, as I go, you know, because I've got these water stations as you're running along. 
So anyway, it all started out really beautiful. So, you know, you had this big pack of people. You're in the middle of this beautiful vineyard. Everyone's all pumped because it's like, yeah, we're going to run this race. And, you know, and, and everyone takes off. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, feeling good. I'm feeling good. And I was like running along. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And, and, and it's like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. So it's still quite overcast. You're in these beautiful vineyards. And, you know, some, some grannies start lapping me. But I'm like, okay, it's all good. I can, I can catch them later. It'll be all right. And I'm just sort of going. And then what happened was, I didn't take into account the fact that it was actually going to be a really hot day. So the sun started coming up sort of quite early on. It was about probably half an hour, hour into this run, and I'm like, gee, it's starting to get a bit warm here. And um, as, as many of you know, I'm, I'm also follically challenged as well. So um, I hadn't put any sunblock on my head because I'm like, it's August. It's going to be fine. And so I, I keep running, and I'm thinking, surely it won't get too hot. Well, anyway, it, it, it started to get hotter and hotter, and I, 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 I tried to take on some water at some of these water stations, but what I found about halfway through this race, when the sun was right at the, its highest point, I was like, it was just baking. I was out in the middle of like some, the vineyards were gone. I was out in some sort of, sort of out in some canal area by some rivers, and it was just desolate, there was not even trees around, and just running along these sort of tracks sort of thing, and it was boiling hot, and I'm sweating, and, and it's all like coming down my head into my eyes, and, 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 I'm, and, I, and I just know I'm getting sunburned, and, 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 and the sun just keeps blazing down, and, and I've, because I didn't load up properly with food and, and enough water, I just started getting really hot and dehydrated. Somehow, I made it to the end of that marathon, half marathon, and, and to make matters worse, when I got there, I couldn't find my support crew, which was Amy and the kids, and, and I was like, oh man, even they don't care. <laughs> but I found out later that, that there was like some massive traffic jam, and they'd spent like three hours sitting in a traffic jam trying to get to the, the vineyard at the end where, you, you know, where the race finished. But I, I finished the race, and I, I tried to have some, something to eat or drink or something, but then I actually got really like kind of sick. I, I felt like really dehydrated, and I was, I think what had happened was because I hadn't trained properly, I, haven't, I didn't drink enough fluids and didn't prepare, and then it was a boiling hot day. I, I think I had like sort of some, some sort of heat stroke sort of going on, and I remember <laughs> sort of going to the, to the, we had to hop on this little bus to go back to the car, and I remember just feeling like, oh, like woozy ass, like, oh, I'm going to vomit here. Somehow I managed not to vomit, and I managed to get enough fluids on board by sort of like a couple hours later, I think we were in Waipukarao, uh, row, um, that, that I, I started feeling better. But I say all that to say there is something really important about being prepared and, and, and when you're doing something, an event like that, you really notice your thirst. You really notice how important something like water, how vital it is to us as humans and particularly in those circumstances. And, and I, I really noticed how thirsty I was and I guess this morning with this message, I wanted to just, just, you know, a very simple message, but I just wanted to just talk about kind of our spiritual thirst, because I think sometimes like our physical thirst, we're not aware of how much we need water and fluids until we're in a situation like that, and we're like, man, oh man, oh, what a fool, I should have been loading up on water, I should have been keeping my fluids good, I should have, you know, thing, and I think it's same thing with our spiritual thing. We get like a spiritual 
dehydration happens to us where we haven't had enough of infilling of the Holy Spirit and of God, and we, we start feeling dehydrated. Isn't that right? Like, we have this feeling like, oh, man, I feel dry. I feel dry. I need more of God. I need more of His presence. And it's in this, in this situation that Jesus steps into this, this feast of the tabernacles, it was. It was a, um, it was a feast where they, they got to, a feast of the booths, where they, they got together to celebrate in Jerusalem their time in the wilderness when they lived in tents. And at this festival, they, they sort of celebrated the fact that God provided for them with food in the, in the wilderness, and he also provided them with water. And, and a lot of this ceremony around this feast was that they would have, um, the, the priests would go and get water from a, a sacred pool and then come and like pour water around an altar. And they, there would be like prayers where they're praying for thanking God and then praying for water and stuff. And it's in this context of, this, of, of, of remembering their physical thirst that Jesus, that God provided for them, that Jesus steps up and speaks to them of a spiritual thirst that he can quench. And as Jesus stands up in the middle of this, on the last day of this feast, he says this, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. There's this wonderful invitation that Jesus has throughout the Gospels, is this to thing of coming to him. If anyone thirsts, and, 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 the, and the requirement there is, are you thirsty? You know? That, that is the only requirement you have to go to Jesus to get, to get his water, to get his life, is, is to be thirsty. And, and all of us are thirsty. All of us who don't know Jesus, and even ones that do know Jesus, but we, 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 we feel dry, it's, Jesus is like, come. Come, and I will, I will fill you. He says, come to me and drink. Isn't that a wonderful, isn't that a wonderful promise from Jesus into that situation, not only of salvation to come and to, to have the joy of salvation and, and of knowing Jesus, but also this wonderful invitation that each day we can have more and more of his presence, more and more of that refreshing presence of Jesus in our life. Isn't that wonderful? But, but we need to come to him. We need to surrender to him. We need to know that we are, we're thirsty and know that we need Jesus he carries on. It's an invitation that we see in Isaiah 55.1. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. Uh, when, I was a, when I was a boy, um, I think I had a friend who was an Anglican who was training at the Anglican College. His dad was training at the Anglican College while my dad was at the Baptist College. And I, I remember going along to some church service with him and there was this, there was this song that there was like this old song, but then it was like, Come to the waters, you who are thirsty, though you have nothing, come and live. And be filled with the goodness I have to offer, come listen, live. And it's, it's yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah. We don't need a worship team, I'm, I'm all good, we're good. <laughs> but it's funny how like as a kid I, I remember that song, I think I was like drawing some pictures like kids here, but I remember this, this tune and these beautiful words that come from Isaiah which is this invitation, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And in that, in that context here of Jesus standing up, he's, he's, he's the waters, he's the refreshment, he's the life. Come to him. 
come to him and be filled with his goodness and his life. And then he says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Basically, Jesus is saying, whoever sort of drinks of me, you know, whoever believes in me, if you believe, you, if you trusted me, if you come to me, if you surrender to me, if you drink of my life and my goodness, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, we, we kind of think of the heart in the sense of the emotions in, in our kind of culture, but for the, for the Hebrews, the heart was more kind of like the mind, but the, the, the emotions or the sort of kind of core of who you were was actually sort of like kind of your belly, like your, your guts kind of thing. So they're saying from the very depths of my, my guts, my belly, my being, you know, will flow rivers of living water. Like out of the very core of who I am will flow rivers of living water. And that, that, that concept of living water is, is running water. That's what it's talking about. It's running water. So, you know, sometimes you just see sort of still water, but when you see a stream or a river, it's running water. It's living water. It's fresh. It's, it's continual. And it's the, in the Greek there, it talks about it's almost like a torrent of water. It's not just like a little creek or like a little, like little sort of, you know, thing. It is a torrent. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a huge amount of water coming out. And what is, what is interesting there? Is that is that that God is saying, "Come to me, you know, I will I will fill you up with my life. I will fill you up with my love, my refreshing presence." So He deals with us subjectively and how we are and we, what situation we're at. But then He 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 there's an objective part to this as well because not only are we being filled with God by going to Him and drinking from Him. There is an aspect of being so filled with God's presence that it overflows out of us into others. It's not saying out of your, you know, like that the rivers of living water will flow into your heart. It's actually saying out of your heart, which is full of the Holy Spirit, will flow rivers of living water for other people, which is such a cool thing because you get filled up with God's presence and refreshment, and then as you're filled up, you will go and bless others with God's presence and life because you are refreshed. It's very similar to what Jesus said to the lady at the well. He said, But whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You know, these, Jesus was talking to these people who were re- reminded of an event where where God provided for their physical thirst on a sort of daily basis. But they were in a, in a hot, arid environment where, you know, water was scarce and they knew how important it was to have water every day, but it was something they were always sort of needing all the time because they were thirsty. Whereas Jesus is talking about a spiritual water that we can have that will be eternal, that will bubble out of us and that will flow into other people and bless their lives. And Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit when he talked about this. This is something that's really cool because John's reflecting on this when he's writing this passage because he was at that event and then he also 
was at Pentecost when he received the Holy Spirit, that he, he knows, yeah, I, I got to meet Jesus in person. I got to see his ministry. I got to see his death and his resurrection. But I also got to see the promise of the Holy Spirit that he was filled with and other people were filled in and that we have today. This is the wonderful promise that we have within us if you have the Holy Spirit within you is that you've got that river of living water within you right now that can flow out of you into the world. I like this quote from this guy, Bernard of Claveau, and I'll finish with this shortly. He said this, If then you are wise, you will show yourself rather as a reservoir than as a canal. For a canal spreads abroad water as it receives it, but a reservoir waits until it is filled before overflowing and thus communicates without loss to itself its superabundant water. In the church at present day, we have many canals and few reservoirs. Now, Bernard of Claveau is, is famous for um, setting up the, the Benedict um, rule and, and so the Benedict order. Um, he's a very famous person starting the, a lot of the monastic stuff that happened in, in Europe at the time that, that actually renewed the church. And what I, what I find is so interesting here is that I think generally in life and in, in church, we tend to just give out all the time of ourselves. So we're pouring ourselves out into other people, aren't we? And, you know, if you've got a good heart, you want to bless others. So you're, you're helping people, you're praying for people, you're supporting people. But what happens if we're not filling up with the Holy Spirit is that you can start to, your, your tank can start to get low, eh? That you can start to feel drained and you can start to feel dry and then people start to feel burnt out or exhausted. And I, and I love this picture that he gives of, of building yourself up like a reservoir, like a big, big, big lot of water just building up that has an overflow that can go out to people, but it's not going to get all drained all of a sudden, isn't it? It's got, you've got an abundance of water there. You, just, you haven't got like a little trickle that's going to then, oh man, I'm super thirsty again. You've got a, a build up in yourself so that you can pour out into other people's lives. It's a bit like the airport analogy that they have, you know, like if, as a parent or something, they say, if in an emergency, you know, put on your own emergency mask and then help the people around you, like your children and the other passengers and stuff. Like, we have to fill up with the Holy Spirit and His refreshing presence, and then we, we pour ourselves out on others from that place. But if you do it from the place of not filling up with God and not being refreshed with God, you're going to burn yourself out. And it's a, it's a wonderful picture and a wonderful encouragement to us is this is the way we do life. This is how we walk with the Spirit, and this is how we're refreshed, and this is how we bless others. But how do we, I guess, as I, as I finish this morning, and, I, and we're going to go into a time where we actually just, just allow Holy Spirit to refresh us this morning, how, how do we actually do that? You know, how do we actually put this into practice? Because it's Sunday, it's winter, and tomorrow's Monday, and hopefully it's not raining and wet, but having your coffee and going off to work into the office and all the challenges of the week and dropping kids at school. Like, how do we refresh ourselves with this living water that Jesus promises to us? Well, I would suggest that we do this in in very simple ways. 
you know, some of the, the simplest ways that you could do that would be just maybe before, if, if you don't have like a morning routine with prayer, maybe it's just you pray the Lord's Prayer over your coffee before you head off to work. Or maybe at lunchtime, you're just like, man, I'm going to grab a couple of minutes of refreshment here with God. Maybe just sit in silence or again, just pray the Lord's Prayer. Or if you know how to speak in tongues, just pray a few minutes of tongues. Put some worship music on. And I think we have to have this diet building into our days, these times of just taking a drink. I, um, I'm, I'm, as many of you know, I, I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I don't actually drink a lot of water. So I know this sounds really hypocritical as I'm talking about water heaps. Um, but one thing I notice about people who drink water, you know, these, these religious zealots that drink water all the time, is they've always got their bottle with them. Have you noticed that? Like, they got that bottle, and they, they, they sort of train themselves to take this with them everywhere. I've tried to do this, but I also lose things all the time, so I'm buying these fancy bottles and leaving them all over the show. So I just stick to having a cup or something. But I know these people who are really good at drinking water, they've trained themselves to take a fancy bottle or a pump bottle around with them, and then they'll just take swigs of it throughout the day. And they've always got their water bottle on them. And I just think that's the same kind of way that we should be, you know, encountering the Holy Spirit in our day. It's like, I've got my water bottle. I'll have a sip here. I'll have a sip here. I'll get refreshed. I'll get more of God now in this moment. And then, then we have these moments where we take sort of big, big chugs of, of, of God's presence this is, the, uh, this is the message version, Eugene Peterson's version of Ephesians 5, 18, 20. Don't drink too much wine that cheap into your life. Drink the Spirit of God, huge drafts of Him, like huge amounts of Him. So then we have times like when we're at church or we're at, um, we have a, a time of encounter or we're at a conference and we're just chugging back lots and lots of, of, of God and lots and lots of His presence. But we're building and we're building that, that reservoir so that you've massive amount of God's presence and refreshment in your life to give out from, right? So I just want to encourage you this morning, if you're feeling dry, if you're feeling um, like, man, I need a touch of the Lord, just start simple tomorrow. Even tonight as you go to bed, just do a simple prayer or a simple Lord's prayer or something like that. Just, just start just taking a bit of that water bottle, and then just start building that into your day and into your week, and then, and then finding opportunities to have more and more of God at these kind of events where you can just, you, you're chugging back lots and lots of, of God in His presence. Because unfortunately, I think a lot of us as Christians, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, we, we, we try and live off those big chugging events, you know, like maybe on Sunday or, or maybe that conference, and it's not enough to sustain us. It's not enough to sustain us through the, for the journey. We need God all the time in small amounts, big amounts. We need all of his presence. Is that okay? Awesome. Why don't we stand?